All right, you guys. Welcome to to Filthy Nerds. Because we're filthy. And we're nerds. And there's two of us. There sure is. And there's even more when you count all of Jessica Michelle's personality. That joke will never get old. Yeah, will it? I feel like it might. No. It's yeah. gonna be around forever because she's crazy and not gay. I don't know. <laughs> I just said my I don't know what that has to do with anything. Do you remember back in the days when people would like call people gay as an insult and they'd be like, and then they'd get busted for it and they'd be like, no, I was like gay, like happy. Yeah. Did anyone ever like that's what a fucking, what a fucking time now if you got canceled and you tried to backpedal. Gay, gay like ha- no i mean like happy you're like yeah now's not the time to be happy it's just you're gonna be so- miserable yeah uh have you looked around have you watched the news what it's, are you happy about it's way more insulting to insinuate i'd be happy <laughs> than i'd be gay gay i'm allowed to love wherever i want to love but how dare you try to insult my emotional state <laughs> anyway fucking- speaking of the news Ah, okay. So Everything's terrible, including your. What just played? Oh no, something's playing. God damn it, motherfucking! No, oh, there you go. It's people applauding me. Stop. Hold on. What in the fuck? Okay, look. We had to restart the audio because we started recording and it got no audio. It's recording on Zoom because... And then this is our faces when we realized none of the audio was recording. If you're watching this or listening to this, head over to our YouTube so you can see what it looks like. Yeah. This is our faces. I just... And now iTunes starts fucking just playing the end of the recording where we hit a butt. It doesn't matter. Oh. Here's the deal. We're here. We're furious. We're not gay. We're also not timing this, which is part of what we're supposed to be doing. God, son of a bitch. Listen, we're going to talk about the news. This, we're starting off the way we started the last episode, which was, is running our filthy mouths. Yeah. Uh, that's this segment. It's the top of every episode now. So if you don't like it, fast forward, bitch. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, why wouldn't you want to hear both of us complaining? Yeah, it's like, where are you getting How it? else are you going to get hard? Hello? I want to talk about coronavirus because it's still here. I don't know if any if you're listening to this and you think maybe it's not. Guess what, you fucking idiot? It's everywhere. And for those people being like, the only reason case numbers going up is because more people are getting tested. Okay, so that means there should have been more cases a long time ago. Then, so there's just a lot more people who have always had it. Well, and also that is a false, like idea like the, the idea that it's like they're only going up because there's testing yes you're seeing more because of testing that doesn't mean that they're not also going up yeah like if there's double the amount that there was before like regular testing was available that doesn't mean all of those people were infected the whole time no, no. like yeah sure higher numbers because there's more availability of testing that doesn't mean that some of those people aren't newly infected mm-hmm. and people are just going out i saw a video on saint mark's in New York, uh, St. Mark's Avenue or whatever. It's, it's in like fucking lower Manhattan. People up and down the street last night. Like ju- as if it was just. No masks? Some masks, some no masks, some. I can't The lazy mask shit. What are oh, you no doing? Masks. Okay. Were they wearing glasses? That's the only way I'll accept it. As a glasses wearing person, when you take your nose out of the mask your glasses won't fog up. That's the only way I'll be like, oh, I've got okay, a better idea. Like, How about get some fucking contacts oh, if you're going to go. How dare you? Then it's like, oh, you have glasses, so it's okay that you're infecting oh, all of us. How dare you? Well, there's just no point. I got a better mask. Just buy a better mask, ultimately, is what it comes down Look, to. Look, I can't be the only one who occasionally, when I exhale too hard, boogers just fly out without my control. That is could that happen to any... I'm sorry. Yeah, funny? I think it once happened on one of these videos, and I just kept plowing through it. Not... In the episodes, you could try going looking for it, but we also do live readings. If you want to join our Patreon, patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. I'm pretty sure I sighed really hard reading one of the characters and a tiny little booger fell out, but I was like, do I acknowledge it? Do I not? And I just kept reading and I'm not the grossest person I know. Okay. I'm I'm way grosser. I'm a thousand percent. So if I'm having boogers fly onto my own personal belongings, who knows what's going on out there? I just can't get over the people who are like, how dare you try and make me wear a mask? That you want to take my freedom. Take your freedom. Take, fine, go die. 
go fucking I, to those people. If you don't wear a mask and you f- end up in a fucking hospital, I think the hospital has the right to refuse you. I think you should be at the bottom of list of care. Yeah. Sure, if stuff is available, absolutely. Maybe you'll get it. But if someone, who, maybe if someone whose grandma who's been hibernating—that's not the word—quarantining this whole time comes in because you know. She got infected by your irresponsible ass. She gets to take your ventilator. Yeah. That's how it should work. Yeah, you, your ventilator comes out. You die. She gets it. I, honestly, say la vie. But but I, I realize all of these protests are very important. Well, yeah, I'm not even talking about the protests. The protests are important, and that's why it's such a sticky time because the fact that people are out there protesting, uh, you know, for Black Lives, for racial equality, against all the injustices, it's so important. Absolutely. I just still can't get over the protest that we went to where the girl told the speaker to take her mask off. I mean, there was a girl with no mask screaming from the back, you need to take off your mask. We can't understand you. And it's like, we're trying to save lives here. Yeah, that's like a guy wearing a condom and asking the girl to take it off because it doesn't feel that good. Like, no, that stays on. Her mask stays on. Sorry. Like, that's the whole Strain your point. ears and, I don't know, ask her to do some Kegels. Stop so, fucking bitches with loose pussies. I mean, know? thank you to everyone who is out there going to protest. Make sure... You're masking, wear gloves, hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. We, brought, mean, we brought, both of us brought hand sanitizers. Yeah, we put it in a fanny pack because we were like, hey, we are the whitest ladies here supporting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need you to know that we are so on the cusp of uh-huh. being and Karens. And how white am I? When I went to that protest, not only did I bring hand sanitizers, gloves, masks, but I also brought the DNA results of my dog. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, when it's like, that's one thing. It's one thing if you're, uh, you know, an essential worker, if you're out protesting. And, and again, you're not any less at Let's risk. Go! Oh, well, all Sorry. right. Hold on. We have to pause because her dog is eating my dog's food. Her dog is a bully and he steals my dog's food. And he's going to gain so much weight. And okay. now I'm going to have In case we didn't emphasize how white we are, Nicole is so concerned about her dog's weight. And she can sit here and pretend that it's health, but it's vanity. She's, a fat dog. she's a Jewish mother. Don't shame the dogs. Um, oh, he's going to be so fat. He is, and he'll be fine. No, but then I have to carry him and let him sit in my lap, and he's going to be fat in my lap. You don't have to carry him anywhere. Also, if you don't want your dog to get fat, quit baby birding him your bananas when you eat them. Oh, did you think I was going to keep that secret? Absolutely not, you fucking maniac. She spit out banana in her... She spit it. In the time of corona, she spit a piece of food and her dog ate it. Yeah, it directly into his mouth. Just like a team. Like this. Like they had rehearsed it. <laughs> And I'm yelling at strangers on the street when I should be yelling at you. Yeah. But now he's you just get, oh, get COVID. That we know of. That's what they said. Oh, they they don't know shit. I don't know who I, they is, but I want to go on record. Little dumpling. Oh. And stand on this day in history, June thirteenth, maybe fourteenth, depending on if I get this edited in time. Stop making out with your dog. I don't think anyone who is an authority figure. On this subject, on coronavirus, has it knows what the fuck they're talking about. I think there's been staff meetings with doctors and the people in charge, and they go, here's what we're all going to say. We need to stick to this, stick together to decrease panic. So no matter what, say the mask thing, because well, that'll make I people heard, calm down. What I heard is that now... Um, uh, who are we talking to earlier who said that everybody has to wear masks? Um, patrons have to wear masks. Who are we talking to about that? One of oh, our patrons? One of our patrons. Oh, oh, one of our patrons works at an amusement park. Yeah, works at Lego some Legoland. Lego something? Lego what do you Land? think I it is? Lego Town. What the fuck? God. What is this, amateur hour? <laughs> Lego something. Legolos. Okay, <laughs> you guys can't see it if you're not watching. Nicole is dying. <laughs> he works at an amusement park. The staff at this amusement park has to wear masks. But for the patrons of the park... Optional. Optional. Highly encouraged. And he's highly encouraged. And he said most don't wear masks. 
most people, I mean, it's Florida. It's the fucking wild west of humans. Yeah, but it's also like epicenter for travel. Like you're going to an amusement park. It's not just your neighbor Floridians, which it's like, look, it's bad enough. I know you've made out with 80 or cousins in the last week. Now I have to worry about all these people from all over. All over the world. All over the world. That it's like Europe. you that have traveled. I That's mean, the point. Is you, that who knows where everyone's been? I don't think Europe. Does, are can anyone even come in here yet? I don't know. I don't know. Listen, we never just claim to be experts. Wear, just wear a fucking mask, okay? Be considerate. If it's not, it, you know. And a lot of people. I know this has been said and said, but a lot of people are going. Well, I'll just get it and I'll be sick for a little bit and I'll be fine. But like, it's not about you. If you get it and you encounter an older person or a person with chronic health issues, I have immune system issues. What if you give it to me and then I die? And then Nicole is left to carry this podcast with her dogs. It won't work, you guys. I'm not that interesting. That's the co-host if I die. What's crazy (laughs) is that- You're very What's his name? No, I'm not. Um, What's his name? Uh, I don't know. Michael Yo. Michael Yo. Comedian Michael Yo. Got COVID. Yes. Very that. healthy. Very healthy man. Was in the fucking ICU. Yeah. Almost died. Young. Like, if you think you're going to somehow dodge this bullet, like you're physically and like healthy, sound person, no. It'll Look, come for you. And also, like, just. If you're listening to this podcast, I don't think anyone listening to this is a fitness guru. You're probably similar to us. And Nicole is the peak of as healthy as I could ever be. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not that healthy. I Ramen is a food group for me. Yeah, it's like if you're eating fast food semi-regularly, your immune system probably isn't where it could be to fight off a disease. And yeah. it's fine. Enjoy your food. But be aware that, like, you're not a fucking superhero. Yeah. Like, There was a 20-year-old girl who had to get lung implants, uh, transplants, which I want to know, by the way, how did you skip everybody on that fucking list? Yeah, how? Okay, for the record, I didn't read the whole article, so maybe it was unrelated to COVID. But I can say this. I've heard from multiple different people online, so it must be accurate, that it causes permanent lung damage. Permanent lung damage. So the guy, this I did hear for myself, on NPR... I heard uh, the the scientist who discovered Ebola, like the guy who gave Ebola its name, the infectious disease doctor, he contracted COVID and he said his lungs are still fucked up and he was never even on a respirator. Like that's how fucking bad it is. It's like, like this permanent isn't something scarring. you want. This isn't something you're just like, I'll get it and shake it off. Like it will fuck you up and it could potentially fuck you up for the rest of your life. Do you want to be the person who's short of breath all the time? Yeah. You don't want to be my mom. It's I mean, she smokes. Does she still smoke? Um, According to her, no. But if she's not hiding cigarettes in the bathroom, I'd be surprised. My mom is, my mom will die with a cigarette in her mouth. She has COPD and now she's flying from South Korea in July because she got a new job in, I'm so excited in America, and they're. Uh, I mean, you guys, fingers crossed. I you have, do. I have known Jessica Michelle for so long that I feel like we're in this relationship, and I'm excited to meet her mom. And there's this part of me that's like, I hope she likes me. You know, I feel like you'll be fine. And also, like, she if that's your bar you. for, she barely likes you. So, if that's your bar for like feeling good about yourself, you've got to work on things. Like, who gives a shit if someone likes you? Jessica Michelle, did, did that statement, was that the thing that you were like, she needs to work on herself? No, I mean, there's so much more than that. Yeah. Okay, good. Because I hope it wasn't just that, that that was your breaking point, where you're like, wow, Nicole, if that's the way your brain works, you really do need help. I mean, the banana thing is way worse. Yeah, way worse. Dear God. But also, like, my mom is stopping on the way over in Vegas, and it's like, what are you doing? My mom is going to She's going to do the slots and smoke cigarettes all night. I'll, I'll wear a mask. And it's like, all oh, right, well. Did I tell you that I watched a guy inhale his cigarette through a mask? That is. Like he creased it and then put the cigarette. So it was like the mask was on. And then he was like, hold on. No, most people are just listening. Mm-hmm. Oh, never mind. So oh. she's giving it. Go to YouTube if you want to see her do it. But yeah. he like shoved it in and just inhaled mm-hmm. it because of the mask. Through the mask. Which uh-huh. also, by the way, if your mask is letting you inhale a cigarette, it's not comforting. You, it's also letting you inhale COVID. Yeah, or whatever the fuck your mask is made out of. What are you doing? Ew. You're just inhaling. What, what is that fabric? I don't know. I don't know. The, but point, the point is, you know, I, I feel like 
they opened up Marshall's on Thursday here in LA. We stood in line. We stood in line. And I've honestly, I've never been more excited to be somewhere in my life. Um, was I wearing a mask? Yes, absolutely. Uh, but I just, I don't understand how they're reopening things. They're reopening hair salons. Nail salons are coming soon. We walked by a nail salon. Oh, that had like plastic or glass, like between every customer customer and and between the nail technician. So for when you get your nails done, you have to put your hands through a little thing. So you're nowhere near the nail technician. Like it's a bank teller, which I mean, I guess that's an interesting solution. I just feel like people are being so careless. It's like, you got to live your life. I get that. Be smart about it. Yeah. You don't need to go to a crowded pool party and rub up against strangers. I know you want to. I know it's fun. I was a horny kid once. I'm a horny kid now. (laughs) Well, no. COVID beat it out of me. But she lost her horniness, you guys. That's how upset I am about quarantine. I've stopped being horny, and I was the horniest horniest person I know. know. Yeah. (sighs) What have I, I mean, become? you really, I always, you know, I worry about you hitting sharp corners on a sofa, just rounding the I'm corner. Squirting. Like, look, at this, look at this. Does that corner do it for you? Ah, look the at glory this. days. Fucking, My oh, first love. Loving to get a 90 degree angle. Just love humping a, just a solid piece of furniture. Yeah. I love oh, pillows. I still look at pillows like, yeah, you can get it. Mm. I'll hump a pillow. I love a firm pillow. Oh, that's. You got to really get the hump. rub in there. See, I like when I was a kid, I used to take my pillow and then I'd put it over this giant stuffed bunny I got at like a state fair. Yeah. Because, you know, carnival bunnies are like fucking rock hard. So I would take a pillow and I would like put it over the bunny. It was like me like like trying not to raw dog the bunny. So I, I get it. I had giant Care Bear yeah. stuffed animals. And so, so I just fucking hump the like, shit yeah. out of my pillow on top of a bunny. Yeah, take that, Cheer Bear. Oh, yeah. yeah. Care Bear, stare! Oh, stare! Yeah, I'm coming in your Care Bear eyes. Stare at this, bitch. You can't stare when your eyes are full of cum. Can you, Care Bear? Squirty, squirty. Care Bear bear squirt? Boner Bear. Care Bear squirt. I'm I'm hungry. All right, let's get a snack. All right, you guys. Talk to you later. Goodbye. We'll be back. And we're back. We're back. All right, let's get crack-a-lackin'. All right, we left off and the Dementors had come down on the field. Harry fell from his broom. And the whomping tree whomped the broom. Goodbye, Nimbus 2000. His broom's destroyed. Gryffindor he's, lost. Harry's in bad shape. Yeah, he's in the hospital wing. Um, so at the beginning of chapter 10, the Marauder's Map, we find Harry in the hospital, embarrassed about everything that went on. He's getting visitors. He can't stop thinking about hearing his mom. And he finally puts it all together that the w- things he's hearing in his head is his fucking mom. Yeah, the screaming. He's like, wait, because when, you know, originally it was kind of just, it was just screaming the first time. And then now this second time when they, a bunch of them descended, he could hear like words. He made out what she was saying. And she literally said, not Harry, take Take me. me. Haunting, absolutely haunting. So that happens. Um, uh, Ultimately, um, he's like, Wait, what? I was no. going to say, he, he also just like, it's important, I think, to comment on like how embarrassed he is that these Dementors are around everybody. And Harry's the only one. He's like, nobody else fell off their fucking bitch. room. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's a 13-year-old kid and, you know, everyone's already got their eyes on him because he's Harry Potter. And it's like, I just look like such a bitch. Yeah. Anyway. But this is the part, this is, the next part is the part that I really like. So Lupin came back from yeah, his from being sick, wherever he is. And class was great, and all the kids complained about Snape, and he was like, you guys, Snape was wrong, he shouldn't have given you, you know, an assignment about fucking werewolves, like, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And Hermione, of course, I mean, it's not an important plot point, but she was like, but I already finished it. So he is well, like, Hermione, fucking, I have such a hate-hate relationship with her. I mean... I think she's that's just so annoying. Well, like I understand she's like part of the crew, but like, ugh. Can you say you were she... just like her? Yeah, I don't like myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I think I'm insufferable. I think she's just as insufferable. I feel bad for you. Oh. Is that what you always wanted to sympathy? <laughs> <laughs> No, I, uh, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, she's you're the victim in this equation, really. No, is is. I'm Harry's a, a victim. Lot. You're a victim. I'm annoying. Her, no, but Hermione is, she is a lot. She's, Hermione's a lot. And it's just like every single time it's just 
to kind of do the right thing. You know what I liked about the class? Nah, 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 nah. I just can't. You know what I like about Hermione is there are certain people uh, who would try to squelch that part of them in order to fit in. Yeah, she is. I of, was one of those. She people. is kind of unabashedly a dick. That like I toned down how insufferable you are. Yeah, how in at least in high school, it's you know I have you really like have freaked since, since like at this point. Yeah, I know. I'm like I'm embracing it. Yeah. No, but it was like because my um, love for learning and my wanting to like oh, but actually it means this. It comes off pretentious, and you're like, no, I just I want to share. I know the answer. I like. Getting it feels good like to be right, it all. but yep. like at a certain point, it's like, well, it feels better to have friends. I don't know. I mean, Hermione apparently doesn't care about having friends, and they accept she her keeps being insufferable and annoying, and they accept her for some reason. And I ultimately think it's because Ron is eventually going to want to put it, put his dick in her. I was going to say I think it's because she checks their homework, but um, yeah, I mean, everybody needs that one friend around. For sure. Um, anyway, Lupin pulls Harry aside after class. And he's like, yo, I heard what happened to you. Um, yeah, he's like, that sucks. And Harry tells him what's going on. Like, it was the Dementors. Here's what I'm hearing. He's really worried about them. And then Lupin tells Harry, if Harry's willing, Lupin can try to train him to learn how to at least ward Battle off. Battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dementors. To keep off Dementors. Which I think is so funny because it, to me... I mean, obviously no one wants to be haunted by these terrible, horrible creatures, but the crux of Harry wanting to stop them is to not lose another Quidditch game. I mean, that is so adorable. And that's one of the things I just love about Harry. But this scene made me love Lupin so much. It also really made me, um, uh, like, kind of... I know I've been on the fence about certain people being evil, but like it was this moment that I was like, I don't think Lupin's a bad guy. Interesting. Like, I, I mean, he is within the range of my suspects, but like, I don't know, this just felt so real and wonderful. And then what we learn later on, we'll get to, makes me feel that I'm right about that. Yeah, um, okay. And I also love that Lupin is like, listen, Dementors prey on people who have been through a lot, basically. Like, if you're a person who's had a lot of atrocities and, like, bad things happen in your life... It's going to be worse for you. Well, because be basically it's like they make you relive your worst yeah. memory. So if your worst memory is like, well, one time I fell down in class and everyone laughed at me. Yeah. It's not going to be as yeah, bad for no. you as it is for the guy whose parents were murdered trying to save and him. And then he who was almost murdered himself. I mean, it only and makes had sense. to live with the Dursleys. I also like, and I don't remember if it was in this chapter, the explanation of Dementors and how they suck on people's joy. I think it was in the next chapter. Then never but they mind. suck on people's joy, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Christmas is coming up. Lupin says, I'll teach you how to fight the, the Dementors um, when we get back from Christmas break. Awesome. Got, I'm getting plates full until then. Harry says, great. There's another Hogsmeade trip coming up, which is a fucking bummer for Harry. Because Harry can't of course. Go. And then, out of fucking nowhere, Fred and George. Yank him aside. Terrible twosome. Pull him aside. And give him the Marauders map. The Mara- Okay, so they give him this fucking sheet of paper they've had the whole time. Magical map. Magical Marauders map. So it looks like a blank piece of parchment paper. You say a spell. With and, your wand. And shit appears. I solemnly swore I'm up to no good. And this is a map of the whole school. Not only does it show you secret passages, it shows you where everyone is. At all times. So, so in real time. So like you can look and it's like, it would be like if, I, if you could track everyone on your iPhone on Google Maps. You could just be like. It's like if you've ever used Waze and you can, you can drive down the highway oh, and, and there's see other, other the Waze users on the road, that's basically what it is. So you can see where all the other Waze users are. It's fucking sick. It's crazy. Not only that, but he goes up. They tell him about a secret passage to Hogsmeade. First of all, they're like, there's seven secret passages. We think Filch knows about four. They tell him one's collapsed. One of the one's other ones- under the Whomping Willow. Yeah, it like comes out right at the Whomping Willow. So that's a fucking, you know- That's a wash. Forget yeah. It. And then the other one takes you right into Honeydukes, which is the candy store in Hogsmeade. Mm -hmm. So they're like, good luck, whatever. They leave him. He's got this map. He's standing by a statue where allegedly uh -huh. um, a secret passage is like, but I don't understand because he's supposed to go through the switch. And then on the map, 
it shows his little figure tapping the thing. Crazy. And he's like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. And then a spell shows on the map. So he says a spell and he goes down in, into this secret passageway and all the way to Hogsmeade. And to, to hide the shit on the map, what does he have to say? Mischief managed. Ma- mischief, mischief managed. Now. And to open it, I solemnly swear I'm up to no good. And to, uh, I think a tattoo, mischief managed for our tattoos. Um, yes. What, but what was our deal on tattoos? 500. If we get 500 reviews. I don't yeah, remember what 500 we reviews. We'll get tattoos. If we get 500 reviews, which we'll really get. shouldn't be that hard. No. So go if you we haven't yet. Potter tattoos. Nicole has no tattoos. It's a much bigger deal for her. It's a very big deal for me. Um, Go review our podcast on iTunes. Leave a rating. Leave a review. I feel like I should get it on my finger. Mischief managed right there. Oh, hell no. No? Middle finger? Give him the bird. Mischief managed? I guess that works. Or Are you comfortable with a hand tattoo? Are you worried that that will will constrict your ability to be an actor? Well, I mean, that's an easy cover-up. That's true. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, um, yours is great let me see yours again slow down. slow down I think our things reflects backwards or whatever I don't know um, okay. alright so he ends up going all the way to uh, Honeydukes shows everyone the castle makes it easy oh this is what's great about the castle okay 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 sorry he takes it into Hogsmeade comes out in Honeydukes sees Ron and Hermione Her- Ron and Hermione are like Pfft. Mind blown, like mind blown, and then they had the three broomsticks to get some butter beers, butter beer, which he's never had. Delicious, sweet butter beer. It's so good. If you've been to Universal Orlando or California, they serve it hot and cold, and it's so fucking good. And they have a frozen one. I don't know if it's cold and frozen. I'm telling you, sugary goodness. I'm so, I'm grabbing sugar right now. But anyway, they're in there having their butter beer, living their best lives, and along comes McGonagall. Hagrid, Dumbledore, not Dumbledore, Fudge, Flitwick, Flitwick, Professor sorry, Flitwick and Fudge, and and uh, Fudge, and Cornelius Fudge, and it's like, oh shit, oh snap. we're about to be God. They know he's not supposed to be there. Harry dives so, under the table, and then uh, Hermione does a quick little spell to move a Christmas tree in front of their table. By the way, Hermione coming through always. This is why people are friends with her. She comes through. What she lacks in personality. She makes up for in actually having any type of critical thinking skills. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so then the manager of the three broomsticks comes over. Uh, she, you know, offers Wait. them bl- and starts asking about the serious black. So they had, they've sat down. So that's what's happening. The teachers yeah. have sat down at a table right on the other side. Harry's hiding under a table. Uh, they sit down. Yeah. And the manager of the three broomsticks. And starts asking them about serious Madame Rosemerta, who, by the way, is hot. She's a hot bartender. Is that was the only person thus far in three books that J.K. Rowling has described with a pleasing adjective. Yeah, she's wearing turquoise high heels. And she specifically said, hold on, I, I wrote it down. Or no, maybe I didn't. She said that she was a pretty woman. Yeah. Which, so, anyhow. So she asks them what's going on with the Sirius Black situation. They start telling they her. They just start dumping. And... So Harry, Hermione, and Ron get all the eavesdropping. And here's what he learns. The biggest thing that he learns. Harry Potter's father, James Potter, was best friend with Sirius Black. Not only that, but Sirius Black was Harry Potter's godfather. godfather. Sirius Black was the best man at his parents' wedding. Like, what the fuck? Holy balls. So what we know about Sirius Black is that he murdered 13 people, cold blood in the street. Black betrayed, so this is, this is what it comes to, to find out through listening, is that he stabbed them in the back. Black fucked over the Potters. Yeah. At some point, he was going over the dark side. The Potters are trying to hide and hide their son, Harry. Apparently, there's a spell. A secret keeper. Where you can have a secret keeper, so only that person knows where you are, and only if they reveal it can anyone find you, and it puts sort of like an invisibility around, like nobody sees you. They can't find you. And Dumbledore had pushed James, like, I should be your secret keeper. Like, he had his suspicions. But James, you know, Sirius is his best friend. He's like, no, it's Sirius. And then so quickly, just gone. Gone. Dumbledore finds them. Uh, Voldemort finds them. I mean, yeah, yeah, excuse me, Jesus. Um, so, 
Hagrid recounts this story with them and it like this gets Hagrid all fucking worked up. Yeah, emotional because he's like, I didn't know, and you know know that fucking traitor. He came to me and he's like, Give me Harry, and I refused because I had orders from Dumbledore to bring him to his aunt and uncles, and and he tried to argue with me, but you know, but I stuck up for it and he finally gave in. And then Black Lee, you know, gives Hagrid his flying motorcycle to use and then left. Which feels weird to me that you just give away a motorcycle, but then their logic was he knew he was done for. So he's like just gonna... He, uh, and he would and be here, found on the motorcycle. He's like, I'll is, be easier to spot on this. I think... I don't think Sirius is a bad guy. Why? I think he was set up. I think he was set up. I don't know why. Who would he have been set up by? I don't know. I don't Nobody know. else Listen, knew. until I knew there were tunnels underneath... The castle? I didn't. I thought it was going to be the fucking animals morphing into people. But now that I know that there's tunnels, like that means somebody could have snuck into the castle. I didn't know that there was an underground entrance. But how? Wait. But how does someone being able to sneak into the castle make you think that there's Sirius another Black's person? Then I don't know. Not I a bad know. guy. Wouldn't that just make you think that he could be getting into the castle? I don't know. Maybe he's in there trying to get a message to Harry. That's why he went to the Gryffindor thing. I don't know. I don't, I just don't think you turn, maybe he fucked up. You know what? Maybe Voldemort fucking manipulated him and said, I, I'll kill you if you don't give up your friends. And, you think- and in an act of self-preservation, gave up his friends. Or maybe Voldemort was like, I just want to know where he is. I'm not going to fucking kill him. I mean, no, Voldemort, nobody would have been like, nah, Voldemort seems like a pretty good guy. I'll just tell him. Maybe Voldemort put a fucking spell on him. I mean, maybe, but people maybe, already had their suspicions. Maybe, I don't know. It's just, all of this seems, it just, it just would seem too obvious that it's him. Like, he, he, we started the book of him being a bad guy. I just don't see him staying a bad guy. Just, not, this isn't, like, necessarily based on any information, then, like, otherwise it would just, it's, we've known who the bad guy was since the beginning of the book. There's well, going to be no fun turn. I mean... We've known that Voldemort's a bad guy since chapter one of yeah, book yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, but like, I, but all of these characters that just keep getting introduced, I'm just breaking it down on the logic that has been every fucking thing so far. The the last one, we kind of had this this feeling that it was going to be uh, uh, the last book. It was going to be um, Professor Lockwood, Gilderoy Lockwood, Lockhart, Lockhart, whatever. Um, <laughs> he doesn't and, remember and his last name. Not going to be him. I mean, that's true. I'm, but. This is just very interesting to me. All right, well, so anyways, apparently Black left encounters um, this guy, Peter Pettigrew, who used to kind of run in their circle. Not a close friend, but he, the vibe I got was, you know, they described him as somebody who sort of tagged along to Sirius and James and their friend group. Uh-huh. I had said maybe like he reminds me of a Neville Longbottom type. And then, and then when, as we're reading, she describes him as a Neville Longbottom type. Yeah, she, well... Later on, I think in the next chapter, when Harry pictures him, he pictures someone who looks like Neville. Yeah. And I think that's just because of the description they give of him. Oh, you know, he was never as good of a wizard, and he mm-hmm. kind of just was there trying to fit in. Um, and Peter, this, you know, Neville-esque... So, I think Neville says everything we need to know about the skills of this Peter Pettigrew. Yeah, he's, a, he's an idiot. He chases after Sirius, just like, how dare you? And, I mean, way to come through, right? But then he's just like, whatever how could you do this? And he goes to try to kill him, but Black is a much better wizard. He's much quicker. Boom. Huge explosion. Everyone's dead. All they found of Peter Pettigrew was... Like, oh, a finger. Robes and a finger? Like... Gross. Like, ew. What if... Black... What if Peter Pettigrew was the bad guy? You think Peter Pettigrew? Maybe. Peter Pettigrew is the bad guy. And Sirius did destroy him but didn't mean to like do a whole explosion thing what if it was an accident that's an interesting theory and and so Sirius ran off and found Peter Pettigrew the least maybe because Pettigrew they're saying Peter Pettigrew ran after Sirius well they were describing him as a Neville type person why would he have ran off after him all of a sudden he grew balls Neville would Neville you don't think barely- Neville ever grow balls? You don't think Neville in a, it, you don't think Neville has a little bit of bravery in him? If- no, 
I don't care that he's a Gryffindor. He got 50 points for sticking up to his friends. Sticking up! And he didn't even do it well. But he, he did it. his ass. Yeah, but he stood up to his friends. Do you think he's going to stick up to one of the most powerful wizards that ever was? I mean, if- he's a bitch. I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's keep going. It's also just like, it's hard to judge who someone has become based on what you knew of them in grade school. I think we all know that. A lot of us have mm-hmm. blossomed and changed. And I, I think maybe Peter was like- a real swan today compared to grade school, so. Or maybe Sirius was about to do something else and Peter was like, I'm gonna, co- I'm, I have to try to stop it. I don't fucking know. I would thought that would maybe be like a noble death. But anyways, uh, apparently, you know, everyone dies. Peter Pettigrew's blown to bits. Black is just there laughing hysterically. Yeah, why does that add up, by the way? If he's a good guy, that he would be laughing hysterically? That's... Maybe he has Tourette's. (laughs) And he doesn't have an accurate response to things. I did once, in the middle of a very emotional breakup, start laughing uncontrollably, and I could not stop. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what's happening. I'm very sad, but I cannot stop laughing. I mean... Which I just pretty it. psychopathic. I get I it. A guy told it. me both of his parents were dead and I laughed. Like you're as bad as I am. I mean, truly. Oh, and then so Fudge uh, and t- Fudge talks about how he saw Black years later in Azkaban and relative to other inmates. Prisoners, he was fine. Like, so the Dementors drive people crazy and Sirius Black like asked if he could have his newspaper to do the crossword puzzle. Everyone's horrified. Everyone's stunned. That's kind of where we leave I it. I think when you're in prison and you know this is not, this theory is not going to hold any fucking water. Um, when you're in prison and you know you're innocent, you don't lose your mind. I just don't think he's guilty. But the Dementors don't care if anyone's innocent. They chip away at everyone. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he's fucking... Hagrid didn't want to go back, and he was... I know, but Sirius Black is a Jedi. There I are no like Jedis in this. Jedi. He has That's to be. Star Wars. He's fucking so sound in his brain. Jedis don't exist <laughs> in, in Hogwarts times. So anyways, obviously everyone's rightfully horrified. It's time to wrap up. And that's kind of where the chapter closes, yeah. which is nuts. I don't know. What do you guys think? We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. As the world starts to slowly reopen... Uh, I think a lot of us are thinking about traveling, and I know I'm a big traveler myself, hoping to hit the road sooner than later, and I wanted to tell you about my friends over at UrbaneLuggage.com. That's U-R-B-A-N-E Luggage.com. The Urbane Traveler. It's inspired to protect the natural world we love to travel. They're committed to designing durable and eco-friendly hemp travel bags and accessories for all of us. Basically, Urbane Traveler wants to provide exclusive products that can help travelers reduce their carbon footprint by investing in products that benefit the earth and us. It's American-made, woman-owned. It's Ecolux hemp luggage. That's right. The first of its kind. Travel with a purpose, you guys. This is luggage made of hemp. That's amazing. Where are my hippies at? Where are the people who care about the environment? I hope to God you're out there. We need you. Uh, Urbane Luggage also has... Uh, hemp washable face covers now they're soft durable and they have the interior filter slot so you're trying to venture out in the world but you know it's still mask time you got to keep it safe head over there to get one of their hemp masks and this is awesome they just introduced a new urbane hemp box which is a subscription box curated by black women-owned businesses featuring products like uh tlcbd which is cbd from t-boz from tlc you know you love it uh Chase that waterfall. Sorry, that was really corny. Buhair.com, eclectic relaxation, and more. This, you guys, it beyond being a a subscription box that just delivers you a bunch of awesome products, this is a great way to support American black woman-owned businesses and you know, and win. You get a variety of things you love. So if you're someone who wants to support businesses that are close to home, you want to support America, you want to support black women, you want to support women in general, uh, there you go. You can do all of that. Help everyone and help yourselves. Keep it all right at home. Help your neighbors, help the people you love, and help the planet with Urbane Luggage. UrbaneLuggage.com. We're back. All right. Chapter 12. The, the Firebolt. Fire Ugh. First of all, hearing the chapter name, you're like, oh, fuck, is it about to happen? 
Is he about to get a fireball? Also, I was like, oh, damn, I was right. I knew a fireball was in his future. <sighs> but it's... And guess what? I was right. I mean... Suck certainly. a dick, everyone. Um, okay, so after learning what he learned about Sirius Black being his godfather and was like boys with his dad, he goes back to the castle, freaked out, pissed He's off. Pissed that nobody's told him. Why hasn't anybody told him? Um, and he goes and he finds that photo album that Hagrid have given him of his of his parents, and he sees in the picture their wedding picture. He sees Sirius Black in the picture with his parents. Just their best friend, just happy as fucking can be, and he's pissed. And then that night, he's having all kinds of nightmares about him. That's when I think he has the he pictures Peter Pettigrew, but it's oh, never long about him. Um, and then and then the next morning he wakes up. It's the first day of Christmas break. He, the 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 trio decide that they're going to go to visit Hagrid. Yeah, Ron and Hermione are kind of trying to calm him down. They like, can see that he's irate and understandably, but they don't want him to do something crazy. Yeah, like and he even allude. He even says like, "Well, you know, oh, it's what Malfoy said. Like, oh, if it was me, I'd be pissed." And that's what he's talking about. And they're like, "You're gonna do? You're gonna, like he's egging you on, dude." Like, I just here's what I don't understand at this point. Harry has dropped a dick on Voldemort twice. Voldemort. Why is everybody worried about this fucking kid? Because they he's just think invincible the at this point. No, the kid's invincible. Everybody. I don't know. Arguably, I swear really to God, lucky. if we get to book seven and everybody's still doubting the greatness of fucking Harry Potter, feeling Harry, be careful. No, you be careful, you cunts. He's thirteen. He's better than everybody. He's not better than everybody. He yes, might he be a is. stronger wizard. Better he's, is subjective. He's a stronger, better wizard. But he's arguably also just gotten lucky. Who knows? Uh, whatever. They get to fucking Hagrid. He originally, Harry, by the way, was Harry was ready to hand Hagrid his ass. Like, uh, why wouldn't you well, tell yeah. us? Harry was coming in, dick swinging. Okay, and Hagrid is just sobbing like a little bitch, like so devastated. Because he got news that he was cleared of all um, uh, potential wrongdoing when Malfoy got hurt in class. So he's not going to get fired. So he's not going to get fired. But Buckbeak, his hippograph. The hippogriff that bit. Hippogriff. The bit uh, Malfoy has to go on trial in front of the, the, what are they called? The magical creature. The magical creature disposal unit. Yeah, they basically like destroy magical creatures. creatures. Yeah, it's the pound for magical creatures. And he's like, the uh, Buckbeak. Buckbeak is never going to survive this. Hagrid is like beside himself Distraught. because, as, as we all know, Hagrid is a fucking loony tune for magical creatures. He loves animals so much. I feel like Hagrid is his, is a human is a is a human form of a magical creature like he because is he's such giant. an anomal anomaly which arguably is a magical creature which is or a magical is, creature is it offensive to call giants creatures are they just guy. giants um okay so so they're like listen hagrid slow your fucking roll your arteries are gonna explode we will help you yeah so the you know harry's still Wants to talk to him, but that is shifted, and it's yeah. like we gotta like time and is that makes me not fucking love Harry because he's like, you know what, friends first, friends first. I've got beef with you. We got some shit to talk about, but I'm gonna. You're help. in a bad way, and this is something that's really, really important to you, and I can help you. Yeah, I so. also think it's one of those things where Harry can be like, "Look, motherfucker," and hold it over his head, like, "Oh, I fucking helped you, so stop keeping shit from me." All right. I mean, I guess that's a fair. I way think to it's do. a manipulation tactic for sure. You do? Mm-hmm. That alarms me because it makes me feel like you are a manipulative person, so you think that that is what most people do. No, I think Harry is. Mm-hmm. Anyways, probably not. But anyways, it's a good theory. She's manipulating us. Don't listen to her. Do you need anything? I'll go get you. I something just don't right think. Now. I just oh, don't okay. picture uh, Harry as. I mean, he's not. It's just a fun theory I like to throw out there. Does anybody like that theory? It's one of my many, many theories. Or I feel like if he was manipulating, they would have written it into... They wouldn't let you assume yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Harry, yeah, true, true. Because, Harry knew to manipulate. Well, because he did do it. The truth is he did do it with the Dursleys. Yeah. Uncle, with the, mm-hmm. oh, if you sign my thing, mm-hmm. you know. So I feel like they would make it more point mm-hmm. blank clear. Mm-hmm. 
Um, anyway, they go back. So and they're they like, start the, reading. No, well, they're like, listen, we'll, re- we'll, we'll find out as much information as we can. You can totally win this case. We'll go into the library. We'll do research. We'll find out about past cases, how this might've happened. Hermione, of course, has her fucking nerd, nerd gear in the highest gear. And it's like, we are, we'll be able to do this. I don't understand. Her nerd don't gear in the highest gear. gear. Nerd gear. She like threw it into six. So they head out, they start reading. This is what they're dedicating their holiday time to. Christmas the, comes. Christmas comes. They all get presents, but Harry gets the greatest present of all time. A motherfucking firebolt. Called it! Oh my god. Bitches! Greatest gift of all time. Oh my god, Malfoy with your Nimbus 2001 can suck his firebolt balls. Yeah, someone literally was like, this is, pro- this is probably worth more than all of those grooms. Yeah. Which is also crazy. 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 This Don't is like they know that they're starving muggles in the world? Anywho, so Harry gets a broom. There's no fucking card. I mean, this has happened to me so many times. I've gotten anonymous flowers from someone. Like, at least 30 times in my life, I've gotten flowers with no card. Wow. And I'm like, who loves me so much? I had that happen once, and then I got a phone call from my mom, and she said, did you get the flowers I sent? And I was like, oh, this ended really quickly. By the way, I'm kidding. Damn you. You hear that? It's the sound of the police coming to arrest you. For a terrible joke. Wah, wah, wah. The joke police are here. So, a little concerning. That a little no- concerning. So and of course, of course, fucking Hermione is like, I smell something bad. She thinks it's suspicious. She's worried about it. She's like, I don't know. Maybe it's a bad idea. Maybe you should, you should obviously tell a teacher. And they're like, no, shut up, Hermione. Don't be a fucking narc. I mean... Nark, na nark, na 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 nark. Nark, na 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 nark, na 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 nark. Go Hermione. Nark, na nark, na 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 So they all go down for Christmas dinner. It's very small. Everyone's sitting at one table. That's how few people are here, which what's odd to me about this is there were more people at Christmas last year when the school was, I guess it's just as dangerous this year. But last year it felt like- I mean, I feel like it's probably more dangerous this year because everybody's terrified of the- Serious black. No, of the Dementors. Oh, yeah. It's not like the Dementors took a break. Oh, yeah. So they're just like, maybe I just want to get away from these things sucking the life yeah. out of me. So everybody leaves. And, and there's like nobody there. So they all get one big table together for the holiday So dinner. it's them and like two other students and the professors. And the professors. And it's just fucking awkward. Snape shooting looks at everybody. McGonagall doesn't like Trelawney. Oh, yeah, because Trelawney shows up a little late and she's like, Oh, I was having a vision where I came to dinner. It's like, oh, how convenient. And then uh, Dumbledore is just like, you know, Cheerful like and just dumbling Dumbledore. I mean, um, and then finally, uh, Harry and the boys are like, let's go back. The boys, it's just check wrong. out the firebolt. Yeah, they leave. Hermione's like, I have to stay behind to talk to McGonagall, which I would have thought is like, it's Hermione. She's got yeah. a million classes. Yeah, she, she also has to kiss ass. I mean, she was kissing ass, but I thought she was kissing ass about school stuff. Turns out she's being a little narc-ass bitch. Yeah. They're back up in the common room, oding to the firebolt. Like, praying to the firebolt god. Like, I think that they would have fucked the firebolt. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They probably took turns, like, rubbing their dicks They're on just it. like, oh, 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 with the broom <laughs> handle. <laughs> <laughs> Stick it in my ass. Oh, you know, yeah. it's like they're young and horny. And Would I have a, done that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's like, who needs a pillow when you have a fire hole? So Ron is mid-plunging this broom into Harry's ass, and yes. McGonagall comes in, and she's like, hey, enough of that. Enough of that. Throw it in me. <laughs> oh, my God. This is very This has fu- turned into a terrible very- sexual <laughs> fan fiction. This is Harry Potter the porn. Ew. Uh, but she comes up, which is concerning, because even though she's the head of uh, she's never been there. She doesn't go in the house. Like the last time was like, oh, someone might be dead. And then she's like, oh, Harry, where's that fucking firebolt? And she takes it's it. mine. And then Hermione, Hermione and Ron are fucking pissed at her. Not even t- they're not talking. Like they're like they're fuming. And Hermione is like just very confidently is like, you want to know what? I didn't think it was right. And McGonagall didn't think it was right. And we both think that that broom was sent to you by Sirius Black. So she's just like, I did the right thing. So fuck you. And the boys are like, you're a cunt. I mean, yeah, that's like the greatest piece of sports equipment. And now, and by the way, it was like confiscated to be checked for jinxes and they have to go through. Oh, yeah, yeah. So in theory, maybe it'll come back. But in reality, who the fuck knows? Yeah. You just had 
I mean, imagine if someone put a bow on a Tesla outside your house Christmas morning and then someone was like, well, we just don't know who it's from. We're taking it. You're like, you'd kill that person. But I, you would, you didn't even get to drive it. Not once. Not, not even a lot. You didn't even get to just sit in the car. I didn't get to turn on the radio. You didn't get to feel it. fuck in a back seat. Yeah. It's not your college chill. You fuck in a back seat. I mean. Have you fucked in your car? I'm not at liberty to discuss that right now. Who do you mm. think's in the broom? Lupin. Lupin? Oh, yeah, that was a theory that was thrown out. You heard about the game? Lupin or Sirius Black sent it. Interesting. Who do you guys think? Oh, wait a minute. Maybe it was Jenks and Lucius Malfoy sent it to him. Oh. But then why wouldn't... Well, we'll be right back to talk about the next chapter. Chapter 13, the Patronus. Chapter 13, 10, 11, 12. Oh, I forgot 11. Sorry, chapter 12. Sorry. The Patronus. I, I said it wrong last time. It should have been chapter 11. Last one was chapter 11. If I numbered them wrong. I'm sorry, guys. Horse's ass. Fuck, I'm fucking up. Okay, so this chapter starts off. Oh, the guys are fucking pissed at Hermione. We know so that. So mad. Um, uh, holidays end. Everybody comes back to school. So this means Harry can start getting um, going on his uh, Dementor combat. Oh, training? training with Lupin. Yeah. So he's going to learn whatever spell to help. Yep, yep. Oh, also, Wood hears about... Uh, the firebolt, and he's like, damn, we gotta get that back. I'll, I'll talk, talk to McGonagall. And so I'm like, I, I actually had a little bit of faith in that. I was well, like, yeah, I mean, talk some sense. Because that's originally she pulled wood out of class to be like, I found, yeah. I found your keeper. Yeah. Seeker, and now she's seeker. like, no. Seeker keeper. Seeker but, keeper. So he's gonna try. Anywho, so the, he starts practicing um, uh, the de- Lupin is like, oh, we're gonna use the Bogart again because the Bogart will turn into your worst fear, which is the Dementor, and then you can practice. And that's the best they can do besides getting a real Dementor. Yeah. So, so they get the Dementor, and he teaches Harry this thing called the Patronus Charm. And the Patronus Charm is you basically have to concentrate on a really super happy, powerful memory, and then say, "Expecto Patronum," and then something happens, and you defeat the Dementor. Dispel whatever you know. Uh- Whatever the an accurate Patronus charm makes, you know. And Lupin is like, yo, this shit is really hard. By the way, I was like, how hard it is to concentrate on a good memory. Do it. Concentrate on nothing. Yeah, you concentrate on one thing happy and only one thing happy for three seconds. You cannot yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love unhappiness. No. It's, I'm in a codependent so relationship hard. with my depression. My God. Oh, God. Um, Okay, so he tries doing the Patronus spell using the memory of the first time he wrote a broomstick. Doesn't work. He passes out. Same thing that had happened before. Um, he can hear. Oh, the- comes to, and he's like, okay, that didn't work. Let's try something else. So he's like, oh, I'll think of the time I won the Gryffindor Cup last year. Does the it again. Cup, yeah. Uh, the House Cup doesn't, passes out again. And this time, it's not just his mom screaming. He hears his dad. So yeah. it's like going further into the memory of yeah. his dad being like, get back there. I'll hold him off. Like. It's crazy. And then Lupin throws him for a Lupin when he tells him that he was friends or knew his dad. Yeah. And they were in school. And Harry's like, a good what? And then Lupin's like, uh-oh, change topics. And then he's just like, let's try one more time. So he does it again, and this time he thinks of the memory when he found out he was a wizard, and he could leave the Dursleys, and it works, and it produces this silvery little just thing. Bit of substance. A, like, it's like a little cum shot. It's like a weak, you ever, you ever fuck a guy, and he, uh, he comes, and he's like a dribbler? Oh, uh, yeah. It's just, instead of a shooter, um, where it's just like a little, for. Head over to YouTube to watch YouTube me make a spit yo-yo. Yeah, um, that's what, that, the equivalent of what I'm thinking is. It's just like a little. Yeah, it's a but just, uh, he doesn't pass out. It's pre-cum. Yeah. But so he that, doesn't pass out. So that's good. That's great. Progress. And he's still hearing his parents, but it, it sounds like they're through like an old radio. Like they're very distant. It's yep. not, you know, as bad. in his ears. And then Lupin's like, all right, we're good. We're good to go. That's this enough for today. It's progress. So they sit down and they chat over two butterbears. Um, by the way, I thought this was really funny because Lupin was like, oh, you've never had this before. And, and Harry's like, I love butterbeer. And he's and like, he, where'd you get butterbeer? He's like, oh. Um, Ron and Hermione brought one for me once because he had just had it for the first time. And, yeah. and Lupin knows he's full of shit. Yeah. Uh, so then Harry. Especially if he knew his dad and his dad sounds like he was a troublemaker, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Did I just make that up? No, his dad was, a, his dad was known as a troublemaker. I remember right. that much. So then... Harry drops his dick while they're having butterbeers. He's like, so if you knew my dad, did you know Sirius Black? 
Yeah. And Lupin is like, uh, duh, what? What? Uh, and he's like, uh, yeah. And then he uh, kind of just like I, shuffles him along. I knew him. I thought I knew him. Uh, all yeah. right, Harry, gotta go. Bye. Harry bounces. Um, and then Harry's like, you know, he has this part of him that's like, I want to keep hearing my parents. I want to. Yeah. It's, it's like as overwhelming as the Dementors are. That's the only time he's ever heard his parents' yeah. voice. So and it's, and I, I, like, what a conundrum to be in. Like, if you got to hear the sound of a man coming into a cup, like the guy who made you, like, oh, wouldn't you hear that? Dad. He's like, get rid of my kids. Yeah. He's no. like, Baruch Hashem. Money. He's a Jew. He's like, how much are you getting for this cup? How much per load? There's more pressure on my prostate. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is if you've never met your parents. I don't think I remember what my dad, the, the guy who paid for the come in the cup who was supposed to raise me. I don't, I'm not even confident. I 100% know what he sounds like anymore. Like, How long was he in your life? How long was the man who bought a cup of cum? I mean, he left when I was eight and then he was in and out. Like, you know, I would see him every few Didn't weeks. Didn't he recently just hit you up online? Oh, he just uh, sent me a friend request on Facebook. Under a different name? Mike. His name is John, and ever oh, since he got remarried, which was years ago, like, he just showed up. By the way, he picked us He's up. like, I took her brother's first name. <laughs> like, he picked us up and then took us out to lunch at Denny's, as all divorced dads do. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to uh, my friend David, who uh, originally pointed that out. Um, that is the official restaurant of divorced dads. Mm -hmm. um, where uh, his new wife was just waiting. And he's like, this is Marion. Wait, he had already married her? And that's no, I guess they, no, they weren't married yet. Okay. He's like, moon's over Miami and this is the pussy I'm fucking. And she just referred to him as Mike. And from then on, like, he was Mike. And it's the... You've never established why he's called Mike. No. Is his middle name Mike? It is. Well, I said that when I told you. No, but like, you didn't. But he was, first of all, to me, he was dad. But like, my mom called him John. His relatives called him John. And then all of a sudden he's Mike? Why? What a midlife crisis bullshit. You do a little bit of meth at a People shipyard. People call me by my mid middle name all the time. On accident. Yeah. Well, maybe she started doing it on accident. It became he, like a cute thing. And he never corrected her. And then his whole family just slowly started calling right. him Uncle Mike. Onward. So, um, between all of the practice that he's doing with Lupin on being able to fight a Dementor and all of the Quidditch practice that he's doing... Things are slipping with school. Ooh, he's zonked. Are they? I mean, I don't know. Did you just start making um, up your own narrative? I made narrative? up my own narrative here. Um, I mean, he's barely Ron getting it done. Ron and Hermione are still not, Ron and Harry are still not speaking to Hermione, rightfully so. The fucking narc bitch needs to learn a lesson. Snitches get stitches, bitch. Yeah. Um, but they do notice, like, she's crazy. I mean, they, she wouldn't have time to talk to them anyway. It's like, when would she socialize? She's also, they figure out that. She has been going to other classes while in another class. So, like, if Jessica Michelle was in science with Hermione, Hermione is also in class with me in English at the same time. Yeah, they overheard her talking to someone in her arithmancy class about some, oh, yesterday's class. And they're like, wait, that's when we were here. And she was yeah. there the whole class. Something is a Something miss. Something is a miss. Yes. Something is not right. Something is a miss. I don't know. Something is a... quite wrong. Something is not right. Something is quite wrong. <laughs> Madeline, uh, anyone? You, it, it, you know, when you do a man's voice, you do a really good impression of a man. Do I? Uh huh. Thank you. It lives in me. I feel like I'm. I feel like I have equal parts masculine and feminine energy. That's not true. I'm more masculine. I'm not, not sure you're really good at fractions. In any case. Um, <laughs> uh, Fuck you. Her, Wood lets him know that he couldn't get the broomstick. Yeah, he's like, she wouldn't listen to me. Um, uh, oh, his lessons. Oh, wait. What? He makes more progress with the Patrona, Patronus charm. Um, oh, and then Harry one time talks with uh, Lupin about the Dementors. Oh, like, what's going on? What do they look like under that hood? And he's like, and then he explains this thing called the Dementor's Kiss. Now, the Dementor's Kiss is when 
The Dementor. I'm trying to think of a joke, but I couldn't figure it out. I mean, I used to have an actual joke about this. What is it? Um, I mean, so Dementor's kiss, the Dementor comes down on the person, puts their face onto their face and sucks their soul through their mouth. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a dick sucking joke. What do you think it is? But like, that was just me in my early 20s. Like, the way I suck dick is like, I'm trying to steal a man's soul through his penis. Like, I'm a Dementor. Oh, it was, it was about um, how guys like, when they watch porn, they like when girls look up at them. I couldn't remember the joke. Yeah. And, but, and you know, like in porn, it's like these professional actors, they're so sexy. They're trained. They've had penises in their mouth. They have, you know, eye makeup and stuff and they look all hot. But if I do it, I look like a dementor trying to steal a man's soul through his dick. Just like, (laughs) you shall be mine. (laughs) Am I wrong? Go to YouTube and find out. Oh God, that (laughs) joke is fantastic. Um, Subscribe to our Patreon for more content like this. I was trying to make it a dick sucking joke, but then I was like, I feel like that's probably been done before. Oh, it's probably and it's been done by you. I the thing is, is like someone else has surely thought of that. Okay, and but so, I don't want to stop, even though I'm sure it's hacky. No, don't. You need to do it. <laughs> we should do a Harry Potter show. Uh, that's what you, we should take to Edinburgh. Yes. <gasps> oh my god. H a i r y Potter. Yeah, and it's just you wearing those glasses with your armpits how they are now. Honestly, this light doesn't do the justice. They're disgusting. It is. Um, she is hiding a whole hippogriff under those pits. It really is. So it's, at this point, at this point, by the way, uh, prediction: Harry rides a hippogriff later on in the story. You think that? And Buckbeak is an imperative part of the success of defeating whoever the bad guy is for the story. You think that just because he's on the cover? What was the yeah, cover of the cover. first book? He's riding uh, him on a broomstick, just regular. Book two was, I can't remember. Anyways, um, okay, so right at this point, the Dementors sound like the worst thing ever for Harry. Um, next thing, um, McGonagall comes in and it's like, all right, you can have the, you can have your firebolt back. Checked it out. No charms, no spells, no nothing. Okay. Fuck yes. It is fireball fucking on. Okay. But still nobody knows where the fuck this thing came from. And then What if it's Colin Creevy? What if he's a secret lover? I'm telling you, at some point Colin Creevy gets creepy. Cre- cre- creepy, I will creepy. Be your father figure. Put your tiny hand in mine. I will be your creature preacher. Is that preacher teacher? I don't know how it goes. Snip, snap, snip. Um, anywho, so they go back to the common room. Neville's outside. He forgot the passwords. He lost them on a he piece had of written, paper. Okay, so which is how the bad guy is going to eventually get into the common room. Oh, I oh. wouldn't have thought of that. Oh, oh that's great. Oh, yeah. So what? Sir Cadigan what? keeps changing the fucking what? passwords. What? So Neville, or it was used to get in there. He already, someone already found it because at the end of this chapter, Scabbers is. And at the scene of the crime, blood and some yellow hair. Yeah, that yellow hair. I don't know. It's not yellow hair. It's ginger hair. Ginger it's hair. the cat. Ginger hair. Garfield. So Neville had written down upcoming passwords because he's so bad at remembering them. And mm-hmm. that's just like a recipe for disaster. Someone's getting into the fucking Griffin. So why don't you just leave your address and the code to your house lying outside? Why don't you just lie naked and cover your body with honey and let a bear rape you? You mean eat you? (laughs) Cool. They're not dolphins. Come on. Jesus. Uh, Poor bear community. Uh, I'm so horny. So, I know. I live with you. It's disconcerting. Ugh, so I'm sexting ca- with so many people, I don't even know how many I'm sexting with. That's- yeah, I can't keep up. And truly, I am shocked. I envy your tenacity. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, a man wait. just sent me a video. Never mind. You know what? Onward. Um, you don't need to tell everyone about the videos you're getting. Some things can just be your little secret. You and your entire building, who you're sharing it with. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They bring the firebolt into the common room. People lose their mind. Oh my fucking God. He's got a firebolt. I mean, people are, they're passing it around to touch it. And then Harry approaches Hermione. She's obviously under a pile of books. Tells her, hey, we want to make up. I got the broom back. Then Ron, who has gone up to the common room, 
storms back in screaming about what you just said. Scabbers is missing and his sheets are covered in blood and ginger cat hairs, which all, we all know, Crookshanks. Oh my God, your dog's, hold on. Her dog's whole dick is out. You guys have to see this. <laughs> I mean, you come to YouTube for just riveting content like her dog's penis. Oh, it went back in. He heard a firework, and true to dog form, he Nothing tucked. Nothing gets a dick back in its hole faster than a firework. That right. thing just- you haven't seen me naked. Hello. All right, you guys. We're going to go. That's Bye. it. Tell us who you think sent the broom in the comments below if you're on YouTube. Leave us a review. Um, who do, what do you think? What, what happened with the fucking... Why is there blood? And uh, leave us a rating review on iTunes, and we'll see you soon. Rate, review, rate, subscribe. And comment below. Tell Nicole your phone number so she can sex you too. Bye.